0: Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job helps us understand God's transformative power.
1: So don't tell me you can't quit a habit. Don't tell me you can't have victory over this. Don't tell me you can't forgive because the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is there to give you power to do whatever God has called you to do. It's already there, the power of God.
0: Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is the president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. People are often in search of three things, riches, power, and hope. And today as we move forward in our brand new series, When You Believe Everything Changes, Mark is going to show us how we can find those three things and much more. We're in the book of Ephesians chapter one. Our message is titled, What You Know Will Change You.
1: You can be a believer and have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you decide one day, I just want to walk away from God. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of Christians and all their stuff, trying to live for God and not being able to do it and all this. I'm just going to go back to what I was before. There is something indefinitely different than what you were before. It's the seal and the mark of the Holy Spirit. Because, listen, you cannot check the Holy Spirit at the door. He's with you. You cannot go to that seedy corner and make out with that seedy girl that you used to hang out with and say, Hey, Holy Spirit, could you wait outside of the other room because I'm doing this? No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. And you can do what you want to do, play like you want to play, act like you want to act, but you will never be who you used to be because you are sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. And you can try to be who you were, but you will never be that again. let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit's a party pooper. He'll mess up your party because inside there'll be something that'll be telling you that's not who you are. You're bought. You're different. You belong to me. That's the old you, not the new me. That's not who you are. Oh, you can try to drown that voice, but there's this nagging voice within your spirit reminding you that is not who you are. That is not your destiny. That's not who I called you to be. That's not who I created. You are different. You have a new name. You have a new destiny. You have a new future. You have a new identity. Now live in it. Walk in it. Be what I've called you to be. To the praise of the glory of God. So then Paul says, for this reason, for what reason? Because you're chosen and predestined because you're sealed and because there's a deposit within your spirit. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I haven't stopped giving thanks for you. Now let me clarify two things. One. When you have faith in the Lord Jesus, you're going to love the saints. You say, well, Pastor, I thought you didn't pray to saints. No, no, I'm not talking about those saints. You're not talking about St. Jude and St. Paul and St. Peter. I'm not talking about those saints. You know who are the saints? We talked about it last week. You're the saints. Anybody that's been washed and cleansed in the deposit of the Holy Spirit inside of them, we are the saints of God. We are the saints. He's writing to the saints. The beginning of uh, of Ephesians, he says to the saints in Ephesus, to all the believers in Ephesus. We, friends, are the saints. Saints means to be set apart unto God, called out ones. We are the called out ones. We are the people of God. When you have faith in God, you will love the people of God. You cannot have faith in God and hate the things that God loves. Once in a while, I'll run into someone that says, well, I love God, and me and me and the man upstairs, we got a thing going on. But you know what? I, I don't like church, and I don't like organized religion. I always tell them, hey, don't worry, join us, we're disorganized religion, you may like us. (laughs) But but here's the point, you cannot love God and worship God and hate the church, because God has put you in, it's the family of God, it's the people of God, oh, you can be aggravated with them, you can be irritated with them, but you cannot hate what God loves. You will be a part of the church. You will be integrated in it. You will grow in it. Why? Because as you have faith in God, you will also love the people of God or the family of God or the church of the living God. And then he goes on and he says, listen, I haven't stopped giving thanks for you. I mean, every time I think about you, I give thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers. I love that. Paul has the heart of a a pastor, of a shepherd. Things it's the way it should be. I've been a pastor here for a long time. I love pastoring this church. Oh, sometimes it aggravates me. Oh, sometimes you frustrate me. Oh, sometimes I'm like, mm. But you know what? To be honest with you, when I think of this church, when I think of Chicago, when I think of what God has called us to do, more than anything, what comes to my mind is gratitude. I say, thank you, God because my joy is to see you grow. And so Paul says, listen, because God has done all this for you, this is what I want to remind you of, and I keep praying for you. Paul says, every time I think of you, I thank God for you, but I pray this for you, because I don't want you to get stagnant. I don't want you to stop growing. Here's what I pray. Verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? One version says in the knowledge of him, NIV says so that you may know him better. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom is applied knowledge. Revelation is the unveiling of things that you did not know before. I pray that God gives you the spirit of wisdom so that you can apply the knowledge that you know, so that you can navigate the things of God, but also of revelation, because there are things right now that you do not know that when God reveals them to you will change your life. Revelation. And, and, and I'm not talking simply about A new truth that you write in a notebook, but sometimes that revelation has to be spiritual revelation. That that your eyes have to be opened spiritually to see it that you never saw it before, and suddenly the revelation of God comes forth, and you realize something that you never knew before that literally changes the course and destiny of your life, spiritual revelation. But listen, that spiritual revelation can come to you and maybe you cannot receive it. So Paul prays the second thing. He says in verse 18, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know. Sometimes God can be giving wisdom and revelation, but if our heart is hard and darkened, then we will not receive what God is giving to us. Hello? Did you realize that your heart has eyes? It says that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. Do you know you can be in the same service, and the word of God comes, and someone out, someone walks out of this place thinking, "Whoa, I got so much. God spoke to me so much." And you're there like, eh. "Really?" I felt like the seats were a little too hard, a little warm in there. Was it me or did he go long? am I hungry? Where's Giordano's again? I mean, were you in the same service? Absolutely, same service. The problem is that although wisdom and revelation was going out, one person's eyes and their heart were open and receptive and hungry, and the other had, was not. And so you get what you're willing to receive. You receive what you're willing to get and what expectation you come with. And when your heart is soft and sensitive to God, there is wisdom and revelation that will come your way more than you can handle. But when you harden your heart, then you receive less and less wisdom and revelation, less and less truth that can change your life. And, And after a while, it's just the humdrum of some talking head that doesn't make very much sense to you as your mind wanders in some other direction. That's an issue of the heart. So Paul prays, hey, I want you to grow in wisdom and revelation. And so he prays for three things in their life. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may, A, no hope, no riches, and no power. Three things. I pray that you know the hope to which he has called you. Oh, if, you, if your spirit could understand the hope that's in your calling. What is hope? Hope is the expectation of a better future. Hope is the knowledge that there is good coming to you from the future. The only way we can have hope is if we trust in the God who holds the future, who's sovereign and omnipotent. And because we know that he works all things together for his good purposes, we have hope. And because we know that he has written the final chapter of the story, we have hope. And because we know that what he started, he is faithful to continue, we have hope. We are a people of hope. Listen, one of the things that characterizes us is this sense of positive expectation about the future. Why? Not because we're engaged in some mindless, just positive thinking, but our positive thinking is rooted in the positive character of the God that we serve. So therefore, we have hope hope that God is in control hope that God is doing a work hope that he has begun what he's going to finish and that we have we haven't seen the best days yet because God is taking us from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory that's our hope
0: Learning to be sensitive to the things of God. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps. We'll take a deeper look at the hope and power we have in Christ when we return to today's message in just a minute. First, let me direct you to our website where you'll find more tools and faith building resources at boldstepsradio.org. In fact, one of our most popular resources, Mark, is the weekly email devotional called the Bold Stepper Weekly. I haven't seen today's report, but maybe we're over 3,000 subscribers now. I know we're real close, if not over.
1: Yeah, so a growing number of people are subscribing, and this is our way of staying in touch with you. In uh, this week's Bold Stepper Weekly, I talk a little bit of my time in Spain. You know, my mother recently has visited us, and uh-huh. she's been a missionary for over 60 years. It must have
0: been so special to have her visit back here, huh?
1: It was, and uh, she was able to meet her great grandson oh. for the first time. Wow. And actually came to Moody Chapel and received a standing ovation
0: from the students. She's <laughs> Why 86 years say? old. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: So, you hear some updates like that, along with some just devotionals from the Word of God. Our goal is just to inspire you, keep you going and reminds you at the beginning of your week that God is sovereign and in control.
0: See what you're missing? If you haven't signed up for the Bold Stepper Weekly, do that today at boldstepsradio.org. And to sample it, of course, you can read it on our website, boldstepsradio.org, but we'd love for you to subscribe and receive it automatically each Monday morning. Now back to our message today with Mark Job called What You Know Will Change You.
1: something very devastating when people lose hope you lose hope you fall into depression you lose hope you no longer look for solutions you lose hope you become cynical you lose hope you lose energy you lose hope you just hang on there is no sense of a future when people lose hope Secondly, not only that you may know the hope of your calling, but that you may know the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. That you may know the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints. Oh, that you may know what God has in store for you, what is coming your way, all the riches that God possesses and wants to grant you because they're his first of all, and he can give it to whomever he well pleases to give it. If you knew the riches that God has, if you knew the the wealth of his mercy and grace and goodness, if you knew the resources that God has and his willingness to give them to you and what is coming your way, what is your inheritance, if you knew that it would change the way you live. If you understood it, the depth of it, the power of it, the greatness of it. If we don't understand eternity, and we don't understand what's waiting for us on the other side of this life, then we will live a life in which we seek to be fully fulfilled just here on earth, and we become consumers, not God followers. Listen, if your desire, if you think that all of your payment, all of your fulfillment will come just in the 60 years that you live or 70 years that you live, then you live for yourself. But if you understand that life is more, if you understand what the Bible teaches, the Bible teaches that everyone, everyone will live eternally. Your body will die, but your spirit and your soul continues into the next realm. Some will live eternally, some will die eternally, according to Scripture. Those that have put their trust in Jesus and are following Him and are walking in Him, there's this incredible wealth that God, that that is coming our way. And we need to understand that we live, our life has eternal consequences, that it's not all over when our obituary is read, but that the beginning of our eternity has just begun need to understand that. It's huge. The older I get, the more I think about it. And lastly, so our call is about, the, the hope of our call is about our past. The riches of our glorious inheritance is about our future. This is about the present. and he says in verse 19, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The word power there is the word dunamis which is where we get the word dynamite from, and the incredible dynamite power at work within us who believe. What is this power? Oh, this is power that you already have. A power that is latent within you because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and this power is already in your being. You possess it already. Once in a while, I'll run into someone that just feels like they have no power. They're living defeated. It's kind of like going in the house of someone and their lamps and lights are unplugged. And you walk in the house and you say, and then they, they walk in the house and they say, I have no lights. And they change the light bulb and they rattle the lamp. And then they pull out their candles and they start lighting candles and putting candles all over the house and they're kind of dark and... and Someone walks in, and they say, what's wrong? And they say, I have no power. Oh, there's no power. No, I have to live by candles and just kind of try to survive on candlelight. And you know who walks in and says, well, why don't you plug the lamp in? Plug the lamp in. The light turns on. A lot of us Christians are living in candlelight when we have power. It's not that we have no power. It's that we haven't plugged into the power that we have. The power is there. The power is available. The power is at our disposal. But the power has to be plugged into in order to access it. It's the same with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. The power, listen, what kind of power is it? Listen, it's the power... Verse 20, which God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly realm, far above ruler and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. That same power is yours. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. The power that raised Jesus to the right hand of the Father is in you. The Bible says that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. The power that has dominion and authority over the demonic and sickness and disease, that same power is available in your life as well. That same power that exercises authority, that is your power, not an outside power, not a distant power, but a power that lives within you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's already there. You say, well, Pastor, pray for me. This is really hard to get up on Sunday morning. I mean, I just barely make it to the 12 o'clock service. Are you kidding me? You have the power that raised Jesus from the dead and you can't get out of bed? Seriously? And we have a serious disconnect in accessing that power. Because it should be more than just getting out of bed. Hello. The power that's inside of you is the same power that said, death, you have no authority over me. It's the same power that made demons tremble and flee. It's the same power that exercised authority over the supernatural. It's that power that is already inside of you. So don't tell me you can't quit a habit. Don't tell me you can't have victory over this. Don't tell me you can't forgive because the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is there to give you power to do whatever God has called you to do. It's already there, the power of God. If we the church walked in the power that's already ours watch out we are the sleeping giant but when the giant is awakened to the power it has in God watch out
0: A reminder about the power of God that is living inside us through the Holy Spirit. This is the daily Bible teaching program, Bold Steps, with Mark Job. And did you know that you can hear this program every weekday on your local radio station, of course, or online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, when you visit boldstepsradio.org. Now, Mark, I love the imagery there in your message of God's people being a sleeping giant and the call for us to wake up and make the divine impact we're meant to why do you think so many Christians today are holding back from that power inside of us? Yeah, I think,
1: Wayne, a big issue is fear and a lack of confidence. And oftentimes, we are intimidated by our surrounding. We, are, we feel like we are the minority in a culture that doesn't understand us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I love what Alistair Begg's new book called Brave by Faith, talks about. You know, Alistair Begg, many of you know him. He's the senior pastor at Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Familiar voice on the radio.
1: Yes, he's had Truth For Life for a long time, just an outstanding Bible teacher. But he really challenges us to obey God despite the consequences, to speak out because God is big, and to stand firm. And so if you've been feeling a little bit intimidated by a culture that doesn't seem to understand your position, your God, your values, then I, I think there's a very relevant message in Alistair Begg's book.
0: Yes, it's titled Brave by Faith, and it's our Bold Step gift this month. Alistair's timely wisdom and biblical guidance will embolden you to face trials with confidence and lead that life marked by courage. Don't go another day without owning the surety of God's promises and power. Reach out to us today and request your copy of Brave by Faith, and we'll send it to you when you give a financial gift of any amount to Bold Steps. You can do that right now by going online to boldstepsradio.org or send your financial gift in the mail when you write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. And of course, you can always give your gift over the phone. If that's easier, just call us at 844-615-7363. Shut that down, Eight four four six one five seven three six three. 615 7363 And when you commit to giving a monthly gift of any amount, we'll add your name to our growing list of partners. It's easy to become a bold partner. Now, when your gift is $30 or more each month, we'll also send you some special bonuses like a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, access to our bold partner post, and a series of video messages from Mark that are designed to equip and encourage you each month. You'll also qualify for a 50% discount on all items at the Moody Publishers online store. So sign up today as a Bold Partner online at boldstepsradio.org. Well, today's message was a great reminder of the hope and riches and power we have through Christ. And tomorrow, we'll be continuing this study from the book of Ephesians with a message called Made Alive. So be sure to join us tomorrow for Mark's message. That's Wednesday, here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.